Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 328 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Amy Ruth. Amy lives in the Villages, Florida, and she is semi-retired. Welcome, Amy. Well, thank you so much, Jen. I am so delighted to meet you and to be here today with you. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you. It is Memorial Day. We're recording this, so we are we are here on a holiday talking to each other. And of course, by the time it comes out, it'll be July, but <laughs> <laughs> you look very patriotic. I wish everyone could see you. <laughs> thank you. I'm just wearing a sweatshirt because it's still cold here, but <laughs> we're having a really unseasonably cold end of May. But enough of that. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? 
Well, I was with a friend. It was, well, actually, it was just over a year ago. And we were out and it was, we were having food. I can't remember if we were at lunch or if we were at somebody's house and I offered her something and she said, oh, I don't eat till two. And I thought, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And that's what I thought. And I, I, she, I said, why? And she said, well, I'm intermittent fasting. I said, oh, and I really didn't know what intermittent fasting was. And I thought, oh, well, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> so for some reason, though, it kind of intrigued me. And so I Googled it and then I started reading about it and I had heard about it. And occasionally on TV, I'd see a little, you know, clip, somebody would do an interview. So I thought, you know, then when your name came up in your book, and that's what got me hooked because I, I did get that book, Fast Feast Repeat, or no, delay. Yeah, Fast Feast Repeat. You started repeat. with Fast Feast Repeat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I tell you, I read that book and I thought, you know, this really makes sense. And it just, everything, of course, I've thought other things have made sense before and they didn't and they weren't. But the thing that really held me off was the black coffee. And I know that's uh, a small thing, but to me, it was a big thing. Oh, no, I I drank, well, I had Truvia in my coffee always. And I've, and anything else that I've ever been on, any other thing that I've read that I'm going to do, and they say, you can't put anything in your coffee. I think, yeah, right. And that's, that I'm going to ignore. So I'll do everything else you say. And I am like you, a rules follower, but I thought, no, I'm not doing that. But the more I read about it and you kept saying it, so I thought, ah, oh, all right, I'm going to bite the bullet. So I did. And I started and oh, I mean, I tried, I can't even tell you right now how many coffees I have were trying to get something that was palatable. And so anyway, I finally just said, no, I'm going to do this. So I was drinking my black coffee. I used, I had my first cup of coffee around six in the morning. So it was like, oh, but me too. I That's when it. I'm up on the porch drinking my black yeah, coffee awesome. around that time, pretty much every day watching the sun come, come up and it well, keeps me company. See, I've got my black coffee right here. With yeah, <laughs> I, indeed. I, I just, like I said, I just thought, well, that's that's going to throw me off. But at any rate, reading your book and knowing how important that was, I thought I'm going to do everything that she says. The first month, Jen, I didn't, I, I know you said don't weigh yourself, and I didn't weigh myself till towards the end. It wasn't quite the whole time. And I, I really was, uh, I was doing, I'm going to say, Maybe I started with about an eight-hour window that I was eating. And at any rate, I thought, geez, you know, I got on the scale and I had lost like three pounds. And I thought, boy, oh, boy, you know, I did everything you're saying and that's it. I was kind of, but, and usually if in anything else that I've done, if I'd gone like about two weeks and I didn't get any kind of results, I was like, well, I'm done with this. This doesn't work. Well, with this, I'm going to tell you, it's the only one I could feel it in my clothes, my waist, you know, the pants were getting bigger and I, I felt good. I, I always feel good. I'm not a, a sickly type person, but I, I was really feeling good. And so I thought, no, I'm just going to keep at it. So it's now I and also the, the one thing that I really wanted to mention is that I was uh, 78 when I started that program last year. I've turned 79 now in April. And I lost 33 pounds and I have never done that and kept it off. And I'd say I lost that in the first six months. And wow. I'd say from then on, it's kind of been, you know, so it didn't just come off like, oh, well, in two weeks, I lost all that weight or in two months. And so, but I never felt defeated or like, oh, this isn't working. I just was so happy. And 
I just couldn't believe how well it worked and how easy and with no cost and no pills and no lotions, potions or anything. So I want to thank you for that. Well, I'm so excited. (laughs) And the fact that at 78, you found something, you know, after struggling and here you are found and now you're 79 and and it feels so natural. So, you know, I want to go back to several things that you've said already and dig into those. First of all, you got on the scale and you had, quote, only lost three pounds and you immediately were discouraged. And that yes. was that was still within your first month, right? Yes, that was, yes, that was probably about three weeks in or so. Yeah. yeah and I thought, oh, this, I don't know. <laughs> See, and I want to dig into that a little bit for everybody who's listening, because, you know, I talk in Fast Feast Repeat in the 28 Day Fast Start chapter and in my new book that's coming out in December, 28 Day Fast Start Day by Day. In fact, in that one, it's it's literally day by day. And one of the things that people are supposed to check off every day is I did not get on the scale. <laughs> like I literally have that in there. Check off, I fasted clean. Check off, I did not get on the scale. That's how important I think that it is because you were three weeks in. And yes. I mean, even if, if we did expect weight loss during the first 28 days, and we don't, but even if we did, a pound a week is great. And so to get on the scale and feel discouraged by three pounds – is, is based on all these decades of programming of diet, the diet industry of, you know, like I was just at the grocery store buying something the other day and there are those tabloids that say, mm-hmm. lose 15 pounds each and every week. Right. Like, right, you know, right. We, we think that we're going to, we're that's not really what happens ever. And we can't possibly lose fat that quickly. So for everybody who's listening, I am really, really serious that you should not weigh yourself during the first month because you got to let your body adapt and and feeling like you're not successful even when you are being successful is the like the quickest way to quit. Well, you are so right about that and that is one of the things that I would encourage people to do is to just trust your body and how you feel not just the scale because since in that year I have varied like maybe 3 pounds up or down. I haven't, you know, nothing dramatic. I haven't gained five pounds or lost five pounds or anything like that, but it varies, you know, and I don't weigh myself. Uh, I'm not a regular weigher. I don't throw the scale away, but on the other hand, i found uh, sometimes, I guess the times I do weigh myself is, you know, if we're away or we have company and we're going to brunch and having lunch and my window's eight hours instead of, oh, and I do, usually do a four-hour window, uh, kind of. Uh, usually I open at two and close at six. And it's so cute. My husband will like he'll make popcorn or something at night. He'll say, "Do you want any?" Or is your window open? I said, "Or closed?" I said, "No, it's closed." Oh, okay. You know, so he's he's with the program. He understands because at first he wasn't sure, and he used kept saying diet. I said, "Honey, I'm not on a diet." I said, "This is a lifestyle," and I've explained, explained. He he finally got it. <laughs> Love it. But you know. You you had gotten on the scale after about three weeks, and you were down three pounds, and that was discouraging. So, you know, today in the community, someone who's brand new, about probably at the same point, about three weeks into the fast start, she was feeling good. So she got yeah. on the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. her weight is up from when she started. Oh, wow. And she said, yeah. what am I doing wrong? I said, what you're doing wrong is you got on the scale because right, <laughs> weight right. fluctuates, you know, unless you're – you don't know. Maybe she was down yesterday and she's up today. But we don't expect weight loss during the first 28 days because our bodies are learning how to do something new. So we really do have to give ourselves time. 
I, I want to go back to something else you said that at the beginning, you know, when you when you were reading Fast Feast Repeat and you thought this makes sense, but over the years there were many other things that you also thought made sense and then they didn't work out. I have that same exact feeling. I would read anything and I don't know if I'm just easily convinced. I don't know, but they could make it sound so like this is the answer. Like like when I read the book that was like you know, like wheat belly or something, and it's like the yeah, reason yeah. everyone is overweight is wheat. It's just wheat. It's only wheat. If you just take out wheat, everyone will be effortlessly thin. And I'm like, right. I'm in. I'm on board. Yeah. Let's do well, that. Right. That of course was not. <laughs> you know, we could talk about modern wheat and chemicals and all you know, the underlying foundation of that. But no, it's not as simple as everyone just needs to stop eating wheat. There used to be a book, and it was a married couple, and I cannot, I can see their picture on the front of it, and they, it was like you have to eat fruit every morning, uh, you know, any kind of fruit and a lot of fruit, and that's how you always start was your day. Was it the Diamonds? Was their last name the Diamonds? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that's what it was, yes. My yes, stepmother yes. did that. The thing about the fruit yeah. made me remember Maryland, yes. and Maryland and something Diamond, I can't remember, yes. but it was something yes. about food combining. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And when one time you were talking, I listened to your podcast all the time. I drive to and from uh, my little part-time job every day, and I that's all I listen to are the podcast. That's kept me really online. But you mentioned AIDS one time, A-Y-D-S, that little candy. I had completely forgotten about that. And my I had an aunt who was a dieter, and uh I remember that box with those little squares in there, and that, that was great, you know, and everything, practically everything you've mentioned. I've been on Weight Watchers 8 million times, uh, and I've never, I, I honestly, in, in all, I have, I wasn't heavy all my life. It was probably hmm, around menopause time, probably when I was in my 50s that I started to pick up weight, and then it, you know, it just got that that's all I kept thinking about was which diet, you know, I'm going to go on next. So a lot of the things that you mentioned, you know, I've certainly done and uh, even spent thousands of dollars on one program where you go and they give you these little drops you put under your tongue and you have to drink this certain smart water that costs a gazillion dollars at the grocery store and all this stuff. And I lost 28 pounds and then I needed to lose more, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to be like another fifteen hundred or whatever." Oh, my Lord. Was, was that like, HCG drops? Were is that what you were doing? I don't know what they were, but it was drops. But I don't. Were you know. also it following was, a very low calorie diet at the time? Oh yes, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is that's HCG, yeah. and I did yeah. HCG with the injections, which is the mm-hmm. um, the way it got started. It was something that got started. I think I don't know, fit the, somewhere between the fifties and the seventies. It was started by a doctor, but there was also a homeopathic drops formulation that people were doing. Mm-hmm. But and you put the drops under your tongue, and it was expensive. And I bet that's what you were doing. That was probably it. And and then, of course, immediately, once I quit going and quit eating 500 calories a day or whatever it it's was. It's 500. That is a 500-calorie-a-day uh, diet. Yeah. Well, then the weight came back on. And the other thing is you're always thinking about food. How many calories? How many points do I have left? How many? What can I – what's good? What's bad? And it's like with this, I just don't think about it. And then when I want to eat, I eat something that I enjoy and that's the whole difference. And, it, and people almost don't believe it because it's like so easy. I was I was at a party recently, a couple of weeks ago, and this uh, woman that had the party, she had guests there that I had met before at her home, but I didn't know them in any other venue. 
And so I agreed to go, oh, hi, how are you? Nice to see you. Well, then these two ladies came up to me quickly and they said, what have you done? You've lost a half of yourself. Well, obviously I haven't lost a half of myself, but they were so amazed at how much I had seen because they hadn't seen me for a year. So they hadn't seen me along the way. And so I said, oh, I said, well, it's wonderful. It's just intermittent fasting. Oh, well, tell me about it. And I told them. And as soon as I mentioned the black coffee, I saw the, like the deer in the headlights look, you know, yeah. and the, the conversation sort of came to, okay, thanks. You know, yeah. and yep, I, not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that song by Meatloaf? I would do anything for love, thanks. but I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's the coffee. Yes. I would do that's anything the to lose weight, but I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's the Everybody who's listening, don't let black coffee be the thing that holds you up. You know, it, you don't even have to drink coffee if you don't want to. Sometimes people don't drink coffee and they'll start intermittent fasting. They're like, everyone talks about coffee so much. Do I have to start drinking? I'm like, no, coffee is not required. Someone who literally cannot drink black coffee, just don't drink coffee Yeah. until later in the day. I've said that too. I said, you know, it's not a must. I said, the coffee isn't part of it. It's just yeah. that talking about liquids that don't have anything, if you want to have something to drink, yeah. So Yeah, that's. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. My friend that uh, started intermittent fasting, she was having a real hard time with that. And she started uh, doing coffee with a little bit of tea, like kind of mixing it. So, because uh, she likes tea, I don't. But, uh, and that seemed to work for her. That's, so I've never her heard something. that suggestion before. So, yeah, and I've something. heard a lot. So that's a good one. So she mixed <laughs> the tea and the coffee together. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is definitely something. I don't like tea either. I am like no. this weird Southern girl 
who did not grow up drinking tea. And I mean, my mother always had tea. Everywhere I went had tea, but I didn't drink it. So I drank Kool-Aid. I don't know if that's what I <laughs> Remember Kool-Aid in little pouches that you had to mix with sugar? Well, of course. I used yeah. to give it to my kids, yeah. again because yeah. you're my kid's age. <laughs> <laughs> I always had the Kool-Aid mustache, you know. I was yeah. drinking the, the Kool-Aid, but never did develop the taste for tea. So <laughs> I wish I did. It would be easier sometimes to have something else. Well, no, I love coffee. So I don't, I don't know about that. But I do too. Yeah. I, do I don't, know. I don't miss out on the tea, but I know I didn't have to unlearn sweet tea. So I guess that's a blessing because here in the South, sweet tea, you know, you're in Florida now, oh, sweet yeah. tea. Every place is sweet tea. I'm amazed. I'm amazed if I ever do get iced tea out, which is rare. I do get it uh, plain. I I couldn't imagine the sweet tea because I know it's filled with it sugar. Is. And we call it sweet and unsweet. Right. <laughs> and I we know. don't say That's unsweetened. So we say right. unsweet. It's unsweet. <laughs> or we don't even just say tea because you do have to specify, you do. do you want sweet or unsweet? Well, yeah. if you just say tea, they will bring you sweet. Yeah, I found that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chad drinks half and half. When we go out, he was like, I want, I'd like half and half sweet and unsweet because he doesn't like that much sugar. But Well, I'm not from the South. I'm from originally from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then I lived in Maryland for many years. And Pittsburgh, nobody ever drank iced tea. You didn't, it wasn't, I didn't ever notice it on the menu. It wasn't a common thing. You could get it, I guess. Maryland, when we moved there, that's where I started seeing because that's kind of a Southern. They, they kind of think they're Southern there. And that's uh, on the line. And they, there is where I started seeing all that uh, tea, sweet tea, sweet tea. And so even the fast food places would have sweet tea, you know, so. That's funny. I can remember working in restaurants and we had to learn how to make the big old tubs of tea. That was how much sugar we would put in. It was crazy. So that's funny. So your friend that introduced it to you about a year ago. She's still doing intermittent fasting then, I imagine. You know, she actually is kind of, she goes off and on on it, I think. I don't know that she's, I haven't really talked to her. I see her often enough, but we haven't really talked about it. Uh, but I think she she was mentioning, she did one time we play cards together and she did mention that she was going to get back on the bandwagon. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, I think a lot of people struggle with that. They'll, it'll be something like the holidays, or mm-hmm. a vacation, and then they just like suddenly wake up one day and they're not fasting anymore. And so, yeah, I, I find that I'm so surprised at that because yeah. you, just like what you said, when people say, I, I mean, to me, you don't get off it. You just yeah. your window is longer. So, right. I mean, am I going to say, well, when I had that eight-hour window, oh, I was off it? No, I wasn't. I, to me. It is a lifestyle, and right. I never intend, like I said, I adjust the windows, and that's the other thing I like about this. You're not committed to, oh, you have to do six hours, you have to do four, you have to do it in the morning, you have to do it in the evening. No, that's what's so the beauty of it, is you can do it when and how it works for you the best. So yeah. that's, that's it. That's exactly right. You know, I've never woken up in the morning and thought, I'm not fasting today. Not ever mm-hmm. one time. Even when I went to Nashville with my college friends and we were out closing, oh, I heard about that closing the bars down <laughs> at three in the morning. And I had a hot dog on the street at three in the morning. It was medicinal. Let's just put it that way. And I woke up the next day and we went to brunch. So <laughs> yeah. that may have been the shortest fast I've had since right. starting intermittent fasting, but I didn't. Wake up and say, I'm not fasting today. Right. I mean, I still waited till, you know, we went to 
uh, an earlier afternoon brunch, whatever. And yeah, I'm sure that was a pretty short fast, but it was, it, it still wasn't a matter of I'm not fasting today. It was just, wow, that was the longest window I might've ever had. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but it, it wasn't quitting. And so if if we could just if everybody could just think of it as like longer windows, shorter windows. Sometimes in, in instead of like oh I've stopped, I think that would make such a difference. Oh yeah, and like I said, it's it's not something that you give up on because you just tweak. It's you don't stop it. You just like I said, it's a lifestyle. And if you you've mentioned many times before, like brushing your teeth. It's something that just is automatic, and that's the way I feel about this. I don't think about it. It's just it's such a pleasure to just have your clothes fit that you don't have to have, you know, when you go shopping, to, it's nothing fits, nothing looks good. It's just the ease of that and the comfort of that and the feeling easier walking. Everything is just easier. And it's just a, a wonderful feeling to not worry about your weight every day, you know, is um it really, really is. And, you know, I, I think it's notable that you mentioned that you did not struggle with your weight until you went through menopause. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for you, that was, that was, I mean, if you're, you're 79 now, you went through menopause in your early 50s, you, that was a while back. Yes. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. And, but at the, at the time that you went through menopause, were, was hormone replacement therapy in? Was it out? Was it? You know, that it was right about, uh, it was, that was about when they were saying not to use the hormone therapy, because I've been listening to you recently talking about that. And so, no, I never did that. And I have to say my menopause was never, uh, I had some night sweats and things, but it wasn't a, a real traumatic or uh, it wasn't a real prolonged. Uh, it, it was just, you know, I went through menopause and had the sweats take the blankets on and off at night a couple of times. I mean, you know, for several years and even now, occasionally, I have to take the blanket off for a minute, but that's it. It wasn't anything. I didn't have any real extreme thing. I think the weight was the the biggest thing about it, really. Yeah, but it's when we understand how those hormones affect our bodies, it makes a lot of sense yeah. because we lose the ability. Like our body is not as good at managing blood sugar, and that's where a lot of people after menopause have the abdominal fat. Like we gain the weight around our middle. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And that's biology. Exactly. And so we feel like, you know, gosh, what's what's happening? What's wrong with me? But it's just biology in action. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was a constant struggle for you. Yes, it definitely was. And like I said, it was just a, uh, it was always right there in the forefront of uh, things. And then I would go through a period where I'd be like, okay, just forget it. I'm done. I'm just, this is the way I am. This is the way I'm going to be. And then uh, as my friend and I talk, you know, sometimes you, I would get ready in the morning and I'd think, oh, okay, you know, I look fine. And then you'd be walking by a store window or somebody would take a picture and you'd see the picture later and you'd think, who is that fat lady? Oh my God, it's me. me. You know, you can't, <laughs> but you didn't say you, because like I said, I didn't really have a bad self-image and I was fortunate. Uh, my first husband uh, who had passed away uh, several years back, he never ever uh, minded my weight or if he did he never said anything he was supportive if I dieted if I didn't and he always said I look great and so I didn't have that uh, feeling like oh you know I've got to for him it was me that wanted to well now I'm married to a wonderful man and he's exactly the same way he never uh, you know says you're heavy or you know anything he's complimented me as I've lost weight but always again supportive you look great so I didn't have that kind of outside pressure. It was it was my own self. And like I said, 
I would be surprised sometimes. And then when I would see a, a candid shot or something and that's, I'd think, Oh, I've got to do something. And I would buy all those magazines to check out with, oh, yeah. lose, lose 10 pounds by Friday, you know, and <laughs> it's Monday. And I, I wouldn't buy all of those things. Usually it was some, you know, uh, lotion potion. They were oh, the but- one that I saw this time. That was the funniest. It was on the checkout this week. It was like ice cream. It was some kind of magical high protein ice cream. I swear to well, God. Well, wait, I- maybe I'll go for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was. It, I swear, I think it said fifteen pounds a week. But it was like, try this this high protein ice cream that will have you. That yeah. was that was the. And I was like looking at it at the checkout counter. I'm like, what? I would have been like all over that back in the yeah, day. But come right, on now. Right. <laughs> you just didn't know. know. It was as simple as high protein ice cream. You would have been dropping <laughs> the weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it, it really is. The saddest part is the way that it has convinced us that weight loss is supposed to be quick and easy like that. And it's supposed yeah. to just fall right off. That, well, because everybody wants everything instantly, yeah. you know, we're that type of, of, of Americans, I think, you know, much more so than in Europe or any place. I said, we've been to Italy and I said, I didn't see a fat lady in Italy and I'm really not kidding. I mean, they just all are normal weight, uh, nicely built and all that. And all the portions in all the restaurants are small and they're delicious, but you don't get a plate of spaghetti like you do in America. I mean, you know, in America and in the villages, lots of times people are, it's like, you know, they're, oh, they're looking for a deal. Oh, you get a lot of food there for your money. And I said, you know, that food often is just so starchy and salty and it's not good food. I said, I'd rather go out and we do, we go out less frequently, but we go to nicer restaurants and the portions is, you know, are small and you don't come out feeling like, oh, I'm so stuffed. But, you know, a lot of these people think that and I and we're pushed to that, like, oh, look at the value. You're getting all this for, you know, ten dollars or whatever. And so I think, uh, you know, we've been led down the garden path of marketing. You know, it's just that's what it is. They encourage you to eat six meals a day. Take your because you're buying. You got to buy it. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're if you're so, not buying six, if you're not eating six meals a day, you're not buying their product six times a day. That's true. And that's true. It is it is the instant gratification world though, like you said, and they were expecting instant results. And, right. And that's the part that's that's so challenging because, you know, even intermittent fasting, as simple as it is, it is not always easy every second. No, it isn't. At the beginning, I think, yeah. yeah. I think at the beginning particularly, it's like, because you're so used to, well, I usually have, because I also was, I didn't, I wasn't eating a lot of food that I gained that weight. I was eating constantly. It was the Starbucks latte. I had all the vanilla latte, the pumpkin spice latte, and sipping on that all day. And then they'd be getting a second one in the afternoon. Uh, having a pretzel here, having a cookie here. It wasn't sitting down having uh, heaping plates of food. It was more the uh, little grazing, you know, that kind of grazing kind of thing. That's what it was. And that's what I think people, it's hard to understand intermittent fasting for some people because they think, well, how can you go that long without eating anything, you know, or having anything? And it's like, well, when you don't eat, you're you're not hungry. It's, it sounds like <laughs> it's, it's it should remarkable. be reversed, but it's yeah. it's remarkable. It truly yeah. is remarkable. In fact, both of my both of my husbands, I think, really 
our intermittent fasters, but they didn't know it. Like my first husband, uh, neither of them have weight problems. In fact, my husband uh, is slim that I'm married to. And they would, oh, they would eat when they were hungry. Now that was a con- new concept for me because I never quite understood that because to me, if it looked great or smelled great, well then, yeah, like we'd go out to dinner, for example, my first husband and I would be leave the restaurant. We're both satisfied. It was great. We're walking down the street and you smell freshly baked bread or a Cinnabon or something like that. And he would say, doesn't that smell great? And I'd say, oh yeah, it smells delicious. And he'd go, oh, but I'm so full. And I'd think to myself, really, I could have that. I mean, I could, because I never understood that satiety. And I said, that's the one thing intermittent fasting has taught me is now I do feel like, okay, I'm full. And I'm like, wow, that's (laughs) kind of amazing. You know, so that's another thing. It really yeah. is remarkable because it, it finally we understand why our always slim husbands could say, no, I don't want any more right now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? What do you yeah. mean you do? You want ice cream? There's ice cream right here. <laughs> and my husband that I'm married to now, I mean, I would have, he go he goes golfing. In fact, he's probably on his way now. And I would always insist that he eat something. You have to eat before you go, honey. You can't go on an empty stomach. You better eat. And he didn't want breakfast. He was not he he's naturally like i said an intermittent he he just gets up and he'll have coffee he's not looking for food right away and i would say you have to eat and then sometimes i'd come home from work and i'd say what did you eat today oh I, gee i don't know oh i don't know i oh, i don't think i had anything oh maybe i'll eat something so you know i think he just he eats when he's hungry and that's it and he's not a grazer by any stretch yeah, that's very much that's very much what Chad is like, but also our our younger son Will is very much like that. And like I'll ask him, I'll say, "What what have you had to eat today?" He's like, oh, "I don't think I had anything." Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. How can you not? <laughs> I don't think so. He's not sure. He can't remember. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Andy Whereas is. you yeah. know, I was always like you know having every breakfast opportunity, snacks, lunch back you know yeah. in the day. Yeah. It was just such a different a different way. <sighs> How nice to well, be naturally again, in tune. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day, so they say in all the magazines and you know, and and I was I I would have breakfast every morning, scrambled eggs. I mean, I was a breakfast person. I really got up. I thought that was the way to start your day. And I was amazed how when you don't, I mean, we go golfing, we don't have breakfast, we you know, it's again, you don't think about it, you know, and then I'll go up two o'clock. Oh, I'm kind of hungry. I'll have something. So, yeah. Yep. That, that is Good really work. amazing. The, the part that's amazing is how much less hungry we are during the day as intermittent fasters versus how hungry we were when we were on that blood sugar roller coaster of eating all day long. And, you know, boredom too. When yeah. I'm busy, and same thing, like when I'm at work uh, and we sell uh, chairs and beds, and people come into our store, and when you're talking to people and you're showing them the product, that time just goes. I don't even think about food. I can go, you know, five hours. I would never think about food. When it's slow and there's nobody in there, it's like, oh, what did I bring? What's to eat? You know, you, it, it's that boredom. It's something to do. And that, again, is habits that we've learned. But real physical hunger, no, that's it isn't really. I really think that. Over half the battle is mental when it comes to intermittent fasting. The physical part, you know, our bodies are are adaptable. We're strong. We, we're not fragile and like, you know, we got to eat every, you know, 
hour every two hours. Our bodies are fine. It's our minds that get in our way. And what what I see with people who are struggling is the the looking for soothing to ease the boredom yeah. or to ease the emotional struggles. Right. And that is so true. And I said, you know, when I get, when people go on cruises, oftentimes I'll come back and they'll say, oh, I gained five pounds or whatever. And when I've gone on cruises, I mean, for my whole adult life, I generally drop a couple of pounds and not intentionally, but because I'm walking or we're getting off the ship, we're doing these things. And I don't like uh, buffets. I've never liked buffets. I mean, since I ever saw a buffet, I didn't like it because I don't know, it's, I rather would be served and I don't know, just all that food kind of turns me off, really. And then seeing all these people with these platters, they're not dishes, they're platters filled with food, again, because they paid for it, so, you know, they're going to eat. So, like I said, I'm doing more walking and all that, so I oftentimes would drop two or three, not intentionally, but just, you know, a few pounds, and people would always be surprised at that. But I'd think, well, that's because I wasn't trying to get every penny out of the donuts that they were serving, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I never like buffets just because I'm – I, I don't know. I'm choosy about what I eat. And yeah, it, there's just like, it, I don't know. It, it's not as fresh for whatever reason. <laughs> it's not yeah, a buffet girl. I and I wanted, I wanted like you, the dining room experience. So back when I first started cruising, you know, it's not like this now, at least, you know, carnival is always where we would, we would end up just because it was fun for the boys. And, uh-huh. you know, but once you, once you commit to a line and you're like, gold or whatever and you have the perks and you figure them right, out right. We just we and we liked the port so we would all and with the it always worked with our schedule so we just were carnival cruisers but back when we first started they would have breakfast in the dining room every single day lunch in the dining room every single day and i was like well like you said we've paid for it you know, we, we paid for this, so you couldn't get me to the buffet, but I was there at the sit-down breakfast and the sit-down lunch and the sit-down dinner. I mean, and those are multi-course meals. So I was literally eating multi-course meals three times a day, and <laughs> I, I can't even imagine doing that again. I was so miserable by, miserable by the end of the cruise. The very last day, we would go down to the breakfast, and I would get, you know, my eggs Benedict before getting off the ship. And I would just feel so terrible, overly full. But you did not do that on the cruise. No, I did not. Like I said, I the, the food wasn't the main thing for me. I, I liked I liked the whole ship, just walking on the ship kind of thing, you know, seeing where we were, that kind of thing, and would get off. Uh, and later we kind of stopped getting off because we had been we've been to the Caribbean so many times that it's like it was nice to be on the ship with nobody because you could go to the pools they weren't crowded and all that yeah, that's my favorite but, Nassau day now I've been to Nassau yeah. so many times I do not get off at Nassau unless I'm with yeah. someone who's not been and we just are off for a little while it is the best day on the ship you're exactly I agree right. yeah it's so nice so yeah I, I enjoyed that but, yeah, it is funny, like I said, how people just think more bang for their buck. That was me, wanna... though. I, I'm not judging because that was 100% me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> if it sounds so far now, that's not how I – and mean, I haven't been on a cruise since 2019. Of course, 2020 happened, and we were supposed right. to go on the Delay Don't Deny cruise that year and have, haven't been cruising since. And now I live at the beach, so I don't need my beach fix. I don't need the ocean fix. But Well, you know, once we move to the villages, we feel like we're on vacation here because there's over 3,000 clubs. There's over – I mean, I don't know how many pickleball and tennis courts and all that. And 
swimming pools. There's live entertainment every night. So you, and everything is beautiful here. It's almost like fake. It's so pretty. I mean, they change the flowers and all the roundabouts about every three months. So it's, it never gets tired looking or whatever. So you feel like you're on vacation because it's festive. You have three town squares, people are dancing, singing. And I said, we used to, when I lived up north, of course, in the winter, you wanted to go on a cruise to get out of that dreary, dark, stuck in the house feeling. But we find, too, it's like, well, you know, you have to pack and go, whereas we're here. And then when we do go away, even to visit friends or whatever, visit kids, we're all excited, like, oh, we're going back tomorrow. We're going back to the villages. You know, it's like we're going back to vacation, even that's, though we live that's here. That's what I feel, too. I feel so lucky yeah. every single day to wake up. Like this morning I woke up, I said it, like I said, it's Memorial Day. And we have had this crazy, crazy storm weather the past few days. Like we had like wind gusts of 50 miles an hour. We had to put our... Um, st- our hurricane shutters down. It was really, really windy and rainy. But this morning, you know, this is the official start of the summer season. So this morning, the lifeguards are putting all the um, the chairs out on the beach, and they're getting ready with the banana boats and the parasailing. And I just heard honking as they're having the golf cart parade going by. I don't know if anybody could hear the honking, but <laughs> if you do, that's what it is. But that gives a challenge in and of itself because you are living on vacation and I bet you sometimes have to fight against that. I have. I've said before I'm not an emotional eater, meaning I'm not someone who like gets really sad and needs a donut. That's not my flavor yeah. of emotional eating. But I've realized I do have my own personal flavor of emotional eating and it's the celebration in the vacation mode. Do you find that sometimes that's a challenge for you? Because for me, you know, here we are, I can walk you know, four blocks to the the center of Surfside Beach and there's live music playing every single afternoon and everybody's having a beer and they're having snacks and it's festive. And so I feel like every day is like, woo, it's time to cut loose, right? Yeah. Right. Well, we've been here 13 years, so we're kind of over that. (laughs) Are you over it? See, I'm I'm still, that's still, I mean, I've only been here now for a year full time. So I'm still in that mentality. For me, it's the whole all right, it's party season. I'm here, and I have to. It's you know, I have atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So you don't struggle with that anymore. That's my struggle. No, no, no. Definitely, we do not. No, no. Like I said, in fact, the squares. My son was just here. He and his wife this weekend, and we went to the square. And oh, we had a great time. And the day people. This was a Saturday afternoon, like at one in the afternoon, and. They were dancing in the restaurant where we were outside. It's outside seating. We were in and just having a party. It was great. And I was thinking to myself, and we live here, you know, Uh and it's like, and uh, my other friend was there with her son and his wife, and they don't live, of course, in the villages. And they could, they too enjoyed the festivity. And it's like, this is where you live, you know. (laughs) It's really fun. I love, I love the excitement of seeing everyone having fun. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. One night, my husband and I were coming out. We had seen a play. And this is one of the town squares. So we come out of the play. It's a Sunday night about 8 o'clock. So we're coming out. People are coming out of the movies. They're dancing in the square. We stopped, and I looked at him, and I said, where could we be on a just a regular night? And look what's going on here. I mean, you can't help but be joyful and happy. I mean, it's so... I don't know. We are just so blessed to live here and to have each other. We both have a real positive attitude, and we so enjoy this. It's It's such a great thing. So... To, to actually feel better physically too, what more could you ask for, you know? <laughs> I love so. it. I love it. And, yeah. and you know, to know that 
yes, you're living on vacation every day, but you also feel well in your body. Yeah. At the age right. of 79, you right. feel amazing. And yeah. it's never too late. You know, the, the idea that, you know, well, you know, when you were 78, you're like, this is just what I am now. No, you're like, no, I'm, I'm not. Right. It's never too late for me to adopt a healthier lifestyle that makes me feel better. So tell me. And how- that, that's, that's okay. why I wanted to talk to you because yeah. I wanted other people to hear that because to me, the majority of your call-in people are in their 40s, 50s, right. maybe some 60s. That's the bulk of them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll hear occasionally somebody, it always it makes me laugh because people go, well, my mother, you know, like, oh, isn't that sweet? She's trying it. Like, poor old thing. <laughs> no, no, no. We feel the same inside. We may You're look right. like gray hair, but you still feel, because I remember my mother saying she didn't dye her hair or anything and she had gray hair. And she said, you know, honey, she said, I, you look in the mirror and she said, but you feel the same inside and you and I do that. I think like, yeah, I still feel like I'm, I don't know, 30, 40. I mean, I don't feel an age. I just feel the same. And where I live, the particular area in the villages where I live, there's a lot of uh, newer uh, residents and they're more in their 50s, 60s. And my husband and I both like that because they're enthusiastic. Because some of our friends where we lived in the other neighborhood we're getting up there and they were getting in their 80s. Not me. I'm not there yet. Uh, but anyway, they were, uh, you know, you kind of, they don't want to do things or they unfortunately have health issues. Whereas here, it's that vibrance and, you know, we feel it and it just makes you feel like you want to be part of that. So that's uh, a good way. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Well, I'm with you. I want to age vibrantly and I want to yeah. feel joy and I want to dance in a yeah. restaurant and I want to walk down yeah. the street as, as I age and I don't want to just be like, well, I'm, you know, 53 now yeah. and I'm just getting old and I, I refuse and, and to keep learning, you know, yeah. like to keep learning. I had a friend who passed away at 112 years old. Oh my gosh. She passed away about four years ago. And that woman until about her last two years, then she had to have somebody kind of staying with her because she had problems just getting around, but she always, always wanted to learn and was and never gave that up. And I thought, you know, that's so important. I, I was in real estate after I taught for a short while. My main career was real estate. 
And I would always go to the seminars, I mean, in Vegas or Miami or wherever they were. And I had this one agent say to me one day, Amy, why you're successful? Why do you keep doing that? You know everything about real estate. I said, you never know everything about anything. And when I feel like I do, then that's when I need to get out of here because I know you always learn. And that's the way I just feel in life in general. And that's the same thing. Even though I tried all those diets, I finally found something. But I still, if there's something that's going to make me you know, a cream that's going to make my hands look better. I'll try it. I mean, I'm all for just keep on top of what's new and what's going on. I never feel like, oh, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I am. I want to know what's going on. Well, I want to be like your friend at 112. That's what I want. Yes. I want to be yes. that person. I want to be, you know, yeah, my legs are not going to look like they did in my twenties, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still going to wear the bathing suit and I'm going to wear the shorts and, and that's just the way it's going to be. But, you know, I, I never want to to give up and say, well, that's just the age that I am now because you're right. We feel the same inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, people don't understand that. And even uh, I got married 13 years ago to this wonderful man and we really, we met online and we connected and we really fell in love. And I know people think like, you don't fall in love when you're like that. Oh, yeah. And you're like a teenager and you have those same feelings. And again, I would not have thought that because you think, well, you know, I'm over the hill now because I'm done 65. with that. Yeah, yeah. I was 65 at the time, but wow. it was like, no, we did. We did. And we're still very affectionate and we laugh. He makes me belly laugh every day. We have such joy. And I said, and he's like that too. We both are. And so it's just a wonderful life. And I, I think I wish people would really you know, enjoy the time because you keep thinking, well, oh, they're over the hill or this or that. No, nobody is. They, you, It comes from inside. You know, your love and joy comes from inside. Well, I love that yeah. so very much. And, you know, I I feel like I'm in the, the right place for that. There are a lot of people that live here full time where I live and they are mm -hmm. More like likely to be retired. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's the you know as as we we go on. You know, I want to remain active, remain healthy, remain vibrant, and and find the joy. I never want to yes. stop being excited when I look outside and there's a dolphin. Like I'm like, look, there's a dolphin. Oh my god, everyone come look! And you know, like I don't care if I see a thousand more dolphins, I'm going to be excited. Oh, yeah. Every time I see a dolphin, you know, or every time I see a dog running down the beach with a ball, happy. That makes me happy. You know, I will never get, get the tired. The sunrise makes me happy. Me and when too. we're at the beach, I set my alarm to be at the beach to see the sunrise. And you think, how can I always say this? Like, how can each morning it be so beautiful? It is. You, can't, you never say, oh, I've seen that before. You know what I mean? It's yes. not like, oh, yeah, I've seen the sunrise. I've seen sunset. But there's something about sunrise and starting that new day and the new all the hope and you know yeah it's, it's great. I it really is, it. and I I am so fortunate that I get to wake up unless it's a cloudy rainy mm -hmm. day. I get to see the sunrise because I naturally my yeah. body at alarm clock wakes me up. I'm awake yeah. for sunrise every day, and <laughs> so I wake up and I go out with my coffee. My cat sits in my lap, and we watch. Yeah. And I love watching the people walk by on the beach with with yeah. you know, the the joy that they're having, the children and the the couples and the dogs. I love it. So let's talk about some of your non-scale victories and, and have you had any health victories? Well, I have rheumatoid arthritis, so they say. And uh, when I, that was diagnosed about four years ago, maybe something like that. 
And they put me on this medicine and the medicine, oh, I had this horrible rash in my stomach, but they didn't connect it immediately. But anyway, I had a bad reaction to it. And so, but I was in a lot of pain. So I took this medication. So after a while, and I thought, you know, let me see how this is with less medication. So I sort of started cutting down medicine. I'm not telling other people to do this, but at any rate, I eventually got off the medicine. I haven't taken any medicine uh, for rheumatoid arthritis and I haven't had any any uh, pains. I went to the specialist, went to the rheumatologist last year, and uh, she said, well, you still you have rheumatoid arthritis at whatever my blood work showed, but I have no symptoms, so I'm not on any medication. Since I've been intermittent fasting uh, for one year, uh, it's been over just over a year, March, it was March 1st last year, so it's been over a year. I've not taken one aspirin for a headache. I've not taken one antacid. I've had no acid reflux. I used to get it. Not, I didn't get it every week all the time, but I would get it. Uh, I had a, a bottle of Tums or something, and I, I would use that every couple of weeks, maybe. So none of that. My skin is smoother. Uh, callus is gone. Uh, bumps on the arm, gone. Um Energy I've always had, so I, I can't, that's hard to say if I have more energy or not, but I, I am energetic, and I have um, just overall well-being, uh, sleeping, everything. It's just, I don't know, it's 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 like a miracle. It <laughs> just, know, it's, it's like it youth covers, in a bottle, covers everything. right? Right? Yes. Youth in a bottle. That's, the, that's what I think, too. So have you talked to your doctors about intermittent fasting? Do they know that you're doing it? Uh, yes, because of course they noticed the weight loss. My uh, primary, I only go once a year, so I uh, I actually did go to the doctors just for the general checkup a few months ago, and they were pleased with the weight loss. The doctor was familiar with intermittent fasting, didn't really comment one way or another to keep it up. But you know, the blood work. I'm trying to think. I didn't have blood work for some reason because they had ordered the wrong thing. You know, whatever she had said, I, the rheumatologist ordered and this one ordered and somehow it got mixed up. So I'm going in August. And so I'll be curious to see. I My cholesterol before I started intermittent fasting was always kind of borderline high, not high enough. I said, I'm not taking statins. Uh, I'll, I'll lose weight. I said, <laughs> just <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know. I'll have to see how that is. But other than that, my blood work never was real bad, you know. So we'll, I'll see when I go in August. Well, that, that'll that be interesting to compare. Yeah, I wish I had an A1C from prior to intermittent fasting. I don't. And I wish I had um, a fasting insulin. I really, really wish I had that. But I was the kind of person, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't, I, I mean, I took care of my children. They had all their well checkups. We did everything we were supposed to do. But when it came to me, I did not do all that. I didn't go to well checkups. I was I only went and I went to the doctor multiple times a year for illness, but I, I never went for well checkups. And that you know, I'm not suggesting people do that. I now go for well checkups. I just had blood work last week, as a matter of fact. But I wish I had all that data. So everybody who's listening, get that data. You're gonna want to have it. Actually, yeah. in my and new you know, book, I have that in there. Go ahead and get a fasting insulin if you can, because you'll be glad to have that for comparison purposes. Because sometimes people will be like doing intermittent fasting for a while, maybe a month, two months, three months, a year, and then they'll get fasting insulin. And then they're mm -hmm. disappointed by the number. And I'm like, but you don't know what it was a year what ago. before. You know, maybe right, it's right. 16 now and you don't like that, but maybe it was 40 last year and you'd be like celebrating the 16 instead of discouraged about the 16. 
Well, I think it is a shame that the doctors don't do these things. Because mm-hmm. I did request, I don't know if it was the insulin, whatever I requested, and they said they don't do that. You know, that just wasn't part of, you know, what the insurance, they just don't do it. You know, yeah. it's not something. And I've heard you say it about some of these places where walk you can in order labs. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. walk-in labs. But I haven't done that yet because I figure, well, I feel okay. I guess I can manage without it. But well, it would have been nice to start and then to follow up with I that. wish I just had it to see, like the confirmation. Yeah. Like I am pretty sure my fasting insulin level was probably terrible way back when I was obese and had that terrible, uh, you know, my, my belly was so big I couldn't paint my toenails, right? Me too. Me too. And yeah. that was one of the other non-scale victories I can do my own toenails, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can bend over with no problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I can remember the other time I couldn't paint my toenails is when I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where my belly was as big as it was day to day as it had been when I was pregnant. And it felt so uncomfortable. So I know I had terrible fasting insulin. I just I wish I had that comparison to know. But you're right. If you don't have to have that information, you know, if you're someone, if someone is struggling and not losing weight and feeling bad and that having a fasting insulin would be a good clue because if you got your results back and it was 25, you're like, okay, you're going to have to do something more to get your insulin down because that, you know, can keep you from losing weight. But if you're having the results you want, like you, you you know, you've lost that abdominal weight, you feel good. You don't have to have that, have that data unless you're just interested in it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Go by how you're feeling. Now, is there anything that you struggle with? Well, sweets are my thing. And so I, you know, I, I know I can't just take sugar out, but I, I try to watch. But then ice cream shows up because my husband always has it. So then it's like, but so I have some ice cream and I figure, you know, that's the way it is. Like I said, it's uh, delay, don't deny. I don't have it for breakfast, Jen. So, you know, yeah, you I delay it. <laughs> and I get it. We, I think we, we all have things we struggle with. You know, for me, I, I shared earlier, it's the whole celebration mindset of, oh, summer's here. Time to go have mm-hmm. a margarita. <laughs> and really, yeah. I'm like, no, I do not need to have a margarita on a Tuesday just because it's warm and they're playing music outside. I can go exactly. and sit and have exactly. water or something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and figuring all that out. I quit drinking alcohol two years ago. Okay. It was. And I just decided one day, I mean, no big revelation mm-hmm. or anything. I just thought, you know, I'm just going to quit. I was drinking wine. And especially during COVID, it was like our five o'clock were becoming four o'clock. So, yeah. you know, time just again, boredom, you know, nothing to do. So anyway, I thought, you know, I'm just going to quit drinking. And I did. And, and then I thought, well, I wonder how be as funny when I'm with people because I'm always making jokes and all. And yeah, sure enough, without the alcohol, it still was there. You know, I still felt the same. So I thought I don't need all those empty calories and stuff because I was drinking wine every day pretty much. And so I quit that and that margaritas and all of that stuff. And uh, so that's nice too, because that certainly uh, is wasted calories in my mind anyway, you know. And so I thought, no, I don't need that. And it's really not good for you. And I think the older you get, that was the other thing. I thought, you know, you're not that young anymore. You don't really need to be. Well, it does, it does give our liver like a lot to do that our liver, yeah. it, it's, it's a toxin for the body. And so, you know, it, it's. I'd rather my liver work on other things, right? Versus yeah, that's to, the way I feel. Yeah. And I, you know, when I go out with people, it's not all oh, my friends drink. I have no problem with that. It doesn't bother me. You know, like if somebody's drinking, I, I don't feel like oh, I wish I had a drink, or I would, but right. I don't. Exactly. So. Yeah, I've I've realized for me, it's just about 
having something in a pretty glass, like for me. Well, yeah. Having kombucha in a wine glass or having sparkling water in a wine glass. Well, see, that's what I'll do. I'll have my sparkling water in a uh, wine glass sometimes because it feels more festive, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I just, you know, combating the I'm on vacation mindset, I just went, my favorite non-alcoholic wine is Heineken 0.0. And uh, here's what's so very interesting. If you're drinking real beer, you could just drink beer after beer after beer. But if you're drinking a non-alcoholic beer, funny how one is enough. <laughs> you <know>? Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's filling um, and it's enough and you don't want another one. So for yeah. me, the problem with alcohol is that it lowers my inhibitions yeah, to the point yeah, that yeah. I'm like, now I'm going to eat anything and I'm going to have more wine. And so I'm, I'm at a, a point right now, I'm actually delaying alcohol because I feel so much better. So Yeah. And I think that's true what you say too about that delaying, because yeah. if there is something you really want and it isn't your window and that you taught me that because I wouldn't have thought of that, it would be either I'd have it or I wouldn't. And then if I would have had it, I would have thought, well, there I ruined my day or whatever in my old diet mind. But now I, I do feel that way. It's like, if it's something you really want, well, just have it, just wait and have yeah. it in your window and enjoy it. And then you're done. You're not thinking about like, oh, I wish I would have had that, you know. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I would tell them to not weigh in that first month. And I would tell them to notice their body and how that recomposition, my golly, that's like a miracle. I just, I, I honestly, I can see it in the mirror happening almost. That's how dramatic it was for me. And I really mean that. And I think do what you have to to do the black coffee or not drink coffee at all, but do the clean fast. That certainly makes a difference. And and vary your windows. I mean, it doesn't have to be where then you don't want to do it. So it should be comfortable that you're going to stick with it, uh, you know, forever and ever. So yeah, that's, and I, I wished I would have done measurements and pictures. Uh, I took a one picture or two. Oh, I actually, I wanted to show you, Jen. I know these people can't see them, but I actually did get some pictures of me before. This is me on the end here. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Everybody, it's dramatic, let me just say. Yeah. And <laughs> some people was, are like, why yeah. don't you record your videos and put them on YouTube? And I'm like, no. And, and that one. <laughs> wow. Wow. Big change. Yeah, that was just uh, two years ago. That picture was two years ago. So, yeah. But, yeah. And like I said, again, when I see these pictures, I'm like, wow. You know, I just forgot. You know, I, I didn't think I looked like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's remarkable. What so, I notice for everybody is how much more youthful and vigorous we all look, and our eyes are brighter, and just our skin is glowing, and we just have a vibrance. You know, if, if you've if had a friend who's lost weight with the weight loss injections or something, and you see them and they just look skinnier but not really healthy, the right, thing about exactly. intermittent fasting is we just all look so healthy. Right. I agree. And I think, you know, my skin isn't going to come back as fast as somebody in their 40s, but my skin isn't real hangy yeah. <laughs> for my age. You know what I mean? So I, I think as I've lost the weight, it hasn't been uh, horrific, you know, because I know some people, of course, I haven't lost 100 pounds or 200. I know people like that, their skin has to go somewhere. But no, I just, like I said, I can't say enough about it and about you for writing that book and having these podcasts, because I really think and when I tell people about intermittent fasting, I always tell them, listen to the podcast, because like anything, sometimes it can get 
sort of like a habit and like you fall off and oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. And you don't think it consciously, you just kind of grow apart. But when you listen to the podcast and you keep hearing suggestions, how it works for people, it keeps you on track and then it does become a lifestyle. It reinforces that it's a lifestyle and yeah. hearing that other people have had your struggles or are still having them. You know, I still struggle with things. I'm a human being. And, right. you know, right. I'm like, all right, Jen, time, we're not having daily wine. We're, I gave myself a talking to about that just because it's spring. <laughs> <that'd> be, <laughs> you know, and I got the, the, the chips out of the house because I see. But you just, you have to know that you're not alone. And that's, I think, the beauty of yeah. the podcast. You know, Jen Stevens is not perfect altogether, but I don't quit fasting. You know, that's, right. that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's that's it. I, I will not quit. I will not. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being here and for telling your story. Thank you more. I just, I love you and I so appreciate you. So thanks. Have a wonderful day. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, once upon a beat, yeah. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.